0: Today on The Topping Show, the FBI seizes hacker website, FedEx merges business units, Amazon to shut down the book depository, Walmart to lay off warehouse workers, TikTok fined $15.9 million by the UK, Americans are working less, AOC's alleged Twitter burner account reveals she praises violence against conservatives, Finland to formally join NATO, and Johnson and Johnson reaches a $8.9 billion settlement in their allegation against cancer-causing talcum powder. All of that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Today's episode of the Topping show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. If you're a business owner or an IT leader and can use a little assistance, you can reach them at sales@ at toppingtechnologies.com. Now going into the business part of the podcast, FedEx announced that they were going to merge some of their business units, specifically the two main delivery networks. They have one which is a the ground unit, which FedEx actually purchased in 1998. And the other is their express unit and outsourcing contractors for the last leg of deliveries. Now, it is astonishing that it shouldn't be too surprising that decades later, they still have not merged these two business units, since that costs an astronomical amount of money, time, and resources. Similar to when businesses go out and buy other businesses, the acquisitions is a job and project in and of itself. My IT company has gone through several assisting businesses with their IT with all the logistics and bring that together so it's no small feat to do and then and this type of scale that could be something in tall order now the merger is partially being made in an attempt for the company to save four billion dollars by 2025 following the trend of most companies these days trying to decrease their outrageously high costs of just doing business a lot of folks especially larger companies are finding out during tough times of the economy, there are several areas where you can cut away from the business and still function just fine, if not even more efficiently and better. One of my favorite examples being Elon Musk buying Twitter. They had seven thousand employees, were losing billions of dollars every year. When he purchased the company, he laid off all of about by about five thousand. So there's about two thousand employees at Twitter now and the experience is exactly the same, if not better, Some would argue, because there's less censorship. So he fired a majority of the workforce and the end user experience is just as good, if not better. And that's also anecdotally my own personal experience using that platform as well, with me actually increasing my usage of it, trying to promote my IT company and podcast on there since Elon took over the platform. Now, FedEx's rival UPS, they also utilize a single network model And that's actually one of the reasons that they are more profitable than FedEx, which is astonishing, not only because they're more profitable than FedEx, given that fact, but they're also more profitable. They also have unions, which are quite expensive, and they also even pay their drivers more at UPS compared to FedEx, which shows you how much value add there is to consolidating those business units because those costs get out of control. And there's a lot of duplication of technologies as well as resources. So if they can successfully merge the units together, it will, in fact, save that, them that much money, if not more when you consider the time it takes to actually maintain both systems and both operations. Now, they claim that the merger will be completed by 2024, though its freight transportation services will remain as a standalone company, appropriately named FedEx Freight, which I actually commend them in terms of branding because more often than not, a lot of companies, they think of a lot of poppin' and circumstances and pomp and circumstances rather and it gets to the point where it's so confusing you have no idea what the bloody hell they're talking about so to be that blunt is kind of refreshing you know exactly what they do now other interesting businesses amazon is going to shut down the book the book depository now granted the only time americans really in my lifetime ever hear of the book depository is usually in associated with the jfk assassination now there's actually a business called the book depository in the united kingdom they're a bookseller And they've been in business for about 20 years a lot of their fans praise them not only for having current production books which are pretty darn simple to source you can get them from any major reseller and they print them obviously in abundance every year but they also carry a lot of things that were no longer in print so think of more collectible books or just books that didn't have such a demand to to justify high volumes of print where you'd be distributed through the traditional resellers when you're looking at bookstores and Amazon bought the company back in 2011 for a undisclosed amount which I'm gonna guess a lot, because Amazon loves books and why wouldn't they spend an appropriate amount of money on a bookstore to further that passion? I'll be interested to see as Amazon continues to go through consolidations, how much that'll affect their core businesses. I did a little digging, I couldn't tell if they actually source books from there for US customers. Being based in the US myself, that's kind of a little bit of a optics bias when I think about Amazon's core business and functionalities. Granted they are a huge global company with a footprint especially profoundly large with Amazon Web Services. That's exponentially bigger than their traditional resale format. Now, other interesting businesses, TikTok was fined $15.9 million by a UK agency. This agency, and again, love the acronyms because you got to sound smart. A This acronym is Independent Commissioner Office, or ICO, in the UK. They fined them 12.7 million British pounds, which translated to US dollars is $15.9 million dollars. The fine was for allegedly misusing data for children under the age of 13. The agency purports that TikTok did not take enough action to ensure that younger users younger than 13 that were on the app without had parental consent. Which is just ridiculous, even if you give consent. I still cannot think of a single intelligent reason for a toddler or a child to be on that app, which is designed to be addictive in the United States. It's not supposed to make you smarter other countries china strategically uses it to push initiatives such as science mathematics and praising those fields making them look like a cool attractive option for a long-term career and they actually teach you to be patriotic about your country over there so in that sense it's quite good but in the united states it just wastes your time and highlights a bunch of, a whole whirlwind of troublesome themes now the ico claims that up to 1.4 million users under the age of 13 use the app in 2020 which is one of the reasons they slapped them with that fine granted that fine based on the revenue of the company is a lot it's a rounding error so it's not really going to deter much for tiktok's actions but is yet another reason for parents to actually to be much more involved in their child's lives and do not let them have a device that gives them full unfiltered control to the internet and apps there's no upside to that the number of apps where you learn something are far in the minority compared to the apps that waste your time don't Consistently, do not improve your personality, physic. There's no upside. So again, I always say, why are they on TikTok? And then, why are they like just twice in a row? Why are they on TikTok? And why are the parents letting them do that? That actually should be in the business blunder of the day. But this is actually something a little bit more interesting. Now, other interesting business news: Walmart is going to lay off more warehouse workers. The company is specifically laying off 2,000 warehouse workers that support their e-commerce platform. And I'm not too surprised. Now, anecdotally, I tried their e-commerce site a few times for my IT business when we needed like party supplies or other knickknacks, just to kind of give it a whirl and see what works right now. The first item, the order was fulfilled pretty much immediately, no stress. It was oddly enough, it was just some side panels for a pop-up tent that we use for conventions. And in that regard is very similar to Amazon. The interface is moderately attractively designed and it was a quick user experience was an issue. However, the second time I used it this year I was looking for a no longer manufactured earpiece. So a little wireless Bluetooth device, a nice one ear, one ear usage. It actually has a physical button to turn it on and off which, and to actually hang up and drop calls. Which is annoying beyond all belief that some of them you actually can't turn off. But I digress. It's a particular Plantronics model that I found it particularly constructive for my use and I liked it. And unfortunately they stopped making it after the merger of Planetronics, and Jabra, I believe, into Poly. A couple of them merged together. Now, there's still a companies and warehouses that have the old new stock, where it's new, but they just not make it anymore, but it's still factory sealed. So I was willing to pay, I think, I believe I paid about 20% more than the original MSRP or manufacturer suggested real retail price, because to me it was worth it, because I had the technology, I appreciated it, and I wanted to spare. And I made mean the sake also I didn't further vet the user on the platform who was selling it so Walmart direct was not fulfilling the order it was one of their sellers on there the sellers profile on Walmart's website was moderately rep- reputable at about 3.9 out of 5 so it wasn't terrible but not great it wasn't a 5 out of 5 where you almost get suspicious where they got thousand reviews or five stars however when they shipped it to me and it wasn't the original packaging but the sticker was broken and I thought, I already have it. What the heck? I'll give it a go. So I tried to charge it. And of course, the bloody the bloody thing wouldn't charge. It just wouldn't work. And that was so disappointing because it, it, it was in my hand. It didn't look dirty. So they did a good job in terms of the scammer. But no matter how much I tried to charge using a myriad of different cables, chargers, and USB devices, it just wouldn't work. So that was a really annoying experience. And in retrospect, I should have done research on Amazon. On the Walmart site, it looked well enough, reputable as a seller. Then I went to Google and Yelp and a couple of other sites where you could see the company profile with their address, and those were ridiculous 2.5 out of stars, 1.8 out of 5 stars. It, that reputation was much more in correlation to my user experience. And although that wasn't technically Walmart, it was just their e commerce platform, it did, to me, show that they didn't vet their sellers perhaps enough for that situation and it was a little disappointing to have that experience using the Walmart platform. To their credit, it was very simple to return the item, very similar to Amazon, in terms of they give you a shipping label, slap it on with some tape, then you have the carrier, whether it's FedEx or UPS, whatever, which one they used that day, they came, they picked it up. So it was smooth in that regard, but it just wasn't the best user experience, and there was no follow-up saying, I don't know, it's cliche to say, but maybe some way they could rectify, rectify the situation or give me an incentive to return to their platform when I'm looking at some knickknacks or something that I need for the business. So I'm not too surprised because Amazon is just the very, very successful e commerce platform that's so hard to displace and compete against with. Now, unfortunately, this means that these workers are gonna suffer. So they're laying about 2,000 workers that directly support that e commerce platform. In terms of the breakdown of the geography, that's gonna be 1,000 workers in Texas, 600 in Pennsylvania. 400 in florida and 200 in new jersey this is according to the work adjustment retraining notification another acronym that that's called warn notifications now thankfully texas and florida those employees should be pretty safe in terms of fantastic economies in those states they know what they're doing in terms of businesses they're attracting a lot of companies to move there so hopefully they'll be able to get new jobs pretty soon so they won't be too f- negatively impacted and this news is isn't too surprising this is coming off of a Walmart invest warning their investors that they're gonna slower sales and profit growth they also announced that they are going to raise the minimum wage from 12 to 14 dollars an hour in an effort to retain workers in a tight labor market and anecdot- anecdotally I've seen this as a major issue I had a particular issue where I need to return something at my local Walmart and I went there and the gals at the checkout or the Customer return counter. They're extremely polite and they did a great job. And I had a very unusual situation where I need to get, I need to refund a certain order, and I want to charge it in a certain uh, methodology. And they're very polite about making it happen, but they were also very frustrated at the manual process that it took. So that was that was a limitation on the technology at the time. But three out of the four people at the return counter, and I was the only end user at that point they're all gossiping about getting quote unquote better jobs and two of them were were quite blunt in terms of talking about their job applications and even they were saying like within three minutes of geographically speaking three minutes from that store there's another store starting at 15 an hour and another one at 16 an hour and it was pretty enlightening if you've gotten to the point where you're telling that to customers that's not a good sign for your store and i guarantee you they're no longer it is beyond reason, i'm pretty sure they're no longer there since i no longer see them as i pass throughout the store throughout the the months and so i suspect they did all get those higher paying jobs but that is something that's going to impact walmart as well as all these other companies are increasing their wages you're gonna have more and more folks leaving so this might be able to do that but again that's also going to Hurt investors in terms of that's less profit. That's also less profit to reinvest into other customer enhancing experiences. So it's a little bit of a balance, of course. But it'll be interesting to see what this does to the retention. And it'll be interesting to see hopefully they bring back some different profit sharing models in terms of I read the original, I forget what I call it actually. It's on my shelf, uh, Made in America by Sam Walton. It's one of my favorite books I have on my shelf where he talks about the founding of the company, building it out. And I did talk to an employee at the store a couple days ago, and they do they still have a model in which store employees receive a bonus based on the percentage of the sales they generate and perhaps increasing that might help with your retention. it's there's a lot of levers that you pull in this situation also improving culture it'll be interesting to see how walmart competes as the labor market becomes more and more competitive that actually goes into the culture part of the podcast there's an article on linkedin noting that americans are working less and less the article highlighted that the average american is working an average of about 30 minutes less per week than they did prior to pan the pandemic this equates to losing about 2.5 million workers and they also said it's going to be an issue for the fed as the drop in, the drop in working hours leads to contraction of labor supply shortfall keeps shortfall keeps the pressure up on wages spurring inflation worry so it's also you got this also Another interesting fact: where Americans are working less because some of them are focusing on their families, and some of them are working, focusing on their hobbies, some of them perhaps maybe are not as passionate as the traditional work business model. And it'll be interesting to see parts of America are becoming more like Europe in that regard. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what that has in terms of the impact on the culture of the United States as well as the productivity of the United States, with the U.S. leading in innovations of pretty much every category from biomedical engineering to the aerospace and the defense industry to electronics that we use every single day with many of those companies if not being headquartered in the u.s having a heavy amount of research and development in the united states pretty much think of every major tech company is headquartered in the united states the only major consumer models that you can think of are perhaps samsung which is famously in uh, south korea you also have you have life good also known as lg so there are other companies, but if you look at the volume of innovation, overwhelmingly, they come from the United States, partially because we incentivize businesses, some states more than others. Now, other interesting cultural news, which mixes into politics, and this is an interesting development. Now, on AOC cortez Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She prefers AOC, I think, sometimes, but then she says she hates that. Nevertheless, that's a lot. It's much more harder to pronounce in my family's Hispanic name. But nevertheless, so apparently or allegedly, her Twitter account may have been revealed or her burner account, which praised violence against conservatives. Now, this comes after a couple of days. There's a Twitter user by the name of @realnikohouse, spelled R-E-A-L-N-I-K-O, house, and his quote. He his quote is, "I responded." And i'll actually it won't be an exact quote so he said i responded to one of her random posts reminding her that she sends money to the bad guys from world war ii and some random account responded to me speaking in the first person as if i attacked them that same person then deleted their tweet and after he made that statement of them supporting the bad guys from world war ii which it's one of those things where i think youtube actually censors that or downplays it in the algorithm that's a whole in our art and science in and of itself i need to look into now the person that responded to his statement was a person by the name of zaza demon which i don't want to say that's perfectly in line with her personality but that is hilariously ironic if not enlightening now the at sign is zaza smoka z-a-z-a-s-m-o-k-a that individual replied to his statement saying lol and what makes you think I did anything to support the bad guys from World War Two? You're delusional. Seek help. That tweet was immediately deleted. This gentleman then found out that the alleged AOC blocked him. And she also stated, wow, schizophrenic Twitter guy cracked the code. Yes, I'm AOC or whatever. Ooh, I'm in your walls. That account subsequently deleted itself or is deleted now. If you look at the history of that account it's very much in line with many of her political ideologies and her vernacular so it's not too far from out of left field to come to the conclusion that that is in fact her It'd be awesome if elon musk maybe reveals the actual hard evidence so this we know beyond a reasonable doubt it is her now the concerning parts around the violence comes around a tweet where Matt, conservative commentator and Daily Wire employee, Matt Walsh, he recently tweeted saying how after years of, and in my own words, he's saying after years of studying the transmute movement, he is against that in his belief system, and he will continue to oppose it until his dying breath. Now, AOC's burner account, or alleged burner account, responded to Matt Walsh by saying, you are a hate, quote, you are a hateful little freak, and I can't wait until you're P word for the female genitalia all or sorry actually if you piss off i don't know why they censored that so i'll say that so sorry quote you are a hateful little freak and i can't wait until you're you piss off a trans person that actually is unhinged as you claim they are can't be a bigot if you're no longer breathing unquote now if this is proven to be her, you would think there'd be some negative repercussions unfortunately probably not justice is not more often than not, not equal in the regard to political affiliations these days. Hopefully, hopefully we reach the term of bipartisanship or where there's actually some coming together in terms of having an equal set of rules to live by. Now, you have a person in U.S. government praising violence against someone based on their belief system. That's disgusting. No matter what your, no matter what your belief is, it's your right to share those beliefs. I sure as heck might not agree with you but as a wise man used to say i may not believe in what you say but i will fight to the death for your right to say it which is what every american used to believe that's what made america america it was that equal opportunity to have those beliefs whether it be religious or philosophical or political ideological ideological name whatever you want but it's also a good litmus test to see if you actually have a cordial conversation with someone see if they actually believe in the right to free speech any of one of those things where some of my favorite conversations actually come from people who have different philosophies or ideals than I, but we share the same end goals. We just have different ideas and philosophies of how to get to those end goals, which is what traditionally Republicans and Democrats used to do back when there's a little bit more crossing of the aisles and working together. They had different philosophies of how to achieve a certain outcome, but they both wanted the same outcome. Just what methodology will get you to that point? Some I think my way is more efficient, here's why, how and the other side would have the same rebuttal and opportunity to make that argument. Unfortunately, the United States used to, seems to devolve every where it's simply just a rudimentary shouting match of I'm right. And you're wrong. Yada, yada, yada. Now, this also is not exclusive to the left or to the right. Famously, former presidential nominee Mitt Romney. He had a burnt fake Twitter burner account, which he called Piero Delico, which or Pierre. Really unusual, but he would use that account just to praise himself where he would say oh yeah this Mitt romney's got some great ideas and then it turned out that was actually just himself which speaks to something about his self esteem or maybe it's just um maybe that's what politicians think it thinks it takes to boost your profile is just it, we live in a bizarre a very very bizarre world with social media for better or worse fascinating so again there's no co- there's no 100% proof but given the evidence we have today and the actions and the long-term historicals of that Twitter profile, Zaza Demon, it seems it is most likely her account. It'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, Elon sheds some light on the situation. And it's quite concerning when you have people in political power praising violence. Now, other strictly political news, the FBI seized Genesis market. Nothing to do with Sega. Did do a little research there. Or the Bible. Neither of those. Now, the FBI and international law enforcement partners took down the Genesis market. That market was a dark web forum that investigators claim sold access to hacked user data. And hilariously enough, the FBI called the operation, quote, quote, operation cookie monster, which has to be a fun job. They are the most amusing, sometimes hilarious names when it comes to government operations and government initiatives. It has to be, that must be a bizarre job if you go to Thanksgiving dinner. What does Bob do? He thinks of the names of all the operations for the FBI or whatever government agency. He's the one that comes up with those names. And there are certain times where it almost feels like they had paro- the parody of Soft Park where they made a family guy where they had the three random wheels and each wheel had a, I believe it was a name, a topic, and an area of the world. And just spin all the wheels and they would take those three things they would make an episode based on those happenstance, weird, random, seemingly random ideals. Some would say that's also part of the charm of family guy, but... It'll be interesting to see what kind of methodology they have for these official things. Nevertheless, they found that the site hosted about 80 million sets of stolen personal data, which cyber cybercriminals could use to access individual bank accounts and payment systems. Several arrest warrants were also issued across the United States, Canada, and Europe for people who allegedly aided Genesis by the means of either maintaining the site or by selling data. So, as has some good news in politics. You don't hear that every day. Now, other interesting Global political news Finland formally joins NATO, which is famously a country that stays neutral, similar to Sweden. And they are the 31st member of NATO joining on the 74th anniversary of NATO's formation. Finland originally applied in May, which is quite fascinating. Again, 180 degree pivot on their original historical stance. And they claim they were prompted by Russians' invasion of Ukraine. Finnish, the Finnish President Savold Nisito, or Nisito, He noted that, quote, the the era of military non-alignment in our history has come to an end, unquote. Quote, a new era begins. Now, he also noted that, quote, Finland's membership is not complete without that of Sweden. Our persistent efforts from a rapid Swedish membership will continue. Unquote. Which would be even more unprecedented since Switzerland's been neutral for as long as time I can even begin to remember, certainly before World War II and other national terrible tragedies, they, they, they've stayed neutral for quite some time. Now, this is interesting. Now we have Russia who is saying, this is braiding a, breaking a promise that when NATO was formed, that they would not expand into any Russian territories. And I did a lot of research on this. Half the sites are claiming that that is a myth, that there's never any such promises made to Russia. And half says they are. So I did a bunch of digging. I found it was a NATO.org website, and they said according to declassified documents from the National Security Archive at George Washington University, U.S., Soviet, British, and French documents revealed assurances to Russia that NATO would not expand. Now U.S. Secretary of State James Baker famously noted, "Quote, not one inch eastward," unquote, in assurance to the topic of NATO expansion when he in his meeting with Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev on February 9th, 1990, and he was one of many assurances. Now, some are saying that that was specifically isolated to the topic of Germany, which was divided and then the Berlin Wall fell, and we had East and West Germany, and some are saying it might have been more of a handshake agreement with a lack of an actual contract. But from Russia's perspective, NATO keeps breaking that promise and expanding more and more into their backyard is their perspective. Again, it's been hard to get, and these are just a couple of the documents, and it's hard to find conclusive evidence. I, a lot of people are comparing it to like a handshake agreement in business where, and again, even if there were assurances, it looks like maybe it was just from these four countries. So maybe the U S Britain, France, and it wasn't from the collective of NATO. So, It's been hard to find an actual solid black and white answer to this particular initiative, but based on the research I found thus far, that's been the information I've been able to gather to the best of my abilities. Now, it'll be interesting to see how that situation progresses, and if Switzerland, who's been even more historic than Finland, if they remain neutral or if they do join NATO, and maybe the whole continent just becomes part of NATO. Who knows at this point? Now going on to the business blunder of the day which is unfortunately a quite quite disgusting in terms of it's a sad gruesome situation now S. C. Johnson and Johnson they have reached a 8.9 billion dollar settlement for the cancer for the around the cancer alleged cancer growth from the talcum powder now they say that the amount will be paid over the duration of 25 years to the tens of thousands of lawsuits that accuse the company's talc-based baby powder that caused cancer. More than 60K parties have filed lawsuits against the company on this topic. The agreement comes as part of a SC Johnson & Johnson subsidiary, subsidiary efforts to refile for chapter 11 bankruptcy protection from the US Securities Exchange Commission. And MC, F, S. C. Johnson Johnson emphasized this settlement does not constitute an admission of wrongdoing continuing to reject the allegations that the talc-based baby powder caused ovarian cancer and mesothemia. So it's a really rough situation all around and F.C. Johnston is claiming that it was a subsidiary of theirs that was making the actual product which in legal theory would actually limit the amount you're able to sue the company for I believe and this is very isn't it unheard of in terms of the vernacular that they're going around the settlement helps sc johnson in terms of it will not have to go to a traditional long out court proceedings which could take many years even decades in some cases courts and law lawsuits can take a very prohibitively long amount of time and it also is not good pr for a company to be sued that long especially around a such a really hot button topic that does not make them look good so this allows them to stop those proceedings. And sell them, it means it doesn't have to go to a court. So it helps that helps the company in that regard. And also it's just the family, since they will get the money now as opposed to a court. If they go to court, it could take such a prohibitively long amount of time. They might not, they might not see that money until it's too late. And just one of those always good reminder of be careful what the heck you put on your kids or feed your kids. And I still understand what the point of this product is in terms of it seems like an unnecessary frivolous thing to buy they didn't have it back in the day great it's not the baseline for everything but it's a really heartbreaking thing and i hope hopefully the money will be used to if if there are prevented measures that they can be taken to limit the actual risk of the cancer and hopefully everything everyone is made right to and they'll be made made whole so that is but yeah just having that issue with the product that is by far the business blunder of the day if not year and i wish i wish the best for everyone involved in that case now thank you everyone for tuning today can't thank you enough don't forget to like subscribe and comment as well as don't forget to tell your family tell your friends tell your coworkers, heck tell your enemies tell anyone just stay safe and fight the good fight